0: The big question is an if. Some think Russia won't invade Ukraine because it's lost to the element of surprise. And while Russia has not invaded, border skirmishes going for eight years. Ukrainian troops already war-weary in the trenches. The strong majority of Ukrainians don't want Russia to retake the country, as was the case when it was part of the old Soviet Union. And if there is an invasion by the 100,000 Russian troops massed on the border, the outcome is pretty well assured against the much smaller Ukraine. But that's not keeping Ukrainians from preparing to fight, like the 59-year-old grandmother who is training with the Home Guard as everyday people take up arms. And while the saber-rattling continues, I'd like to believe the president of Ukraine is right. He tells the Wall Street Journal that an invasion is unlikely. Christians on both sides of the border, praying fast and furiously for no war. Welcome to Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris, sharing the great story that's all about Jesus. And we're starting a two-day series today as the specter of war in Eastern Europe looms. We're calling this series On the Brink, Russia and Ukraine. Today, we're doing something we've never done before. We're going to talk with Christians whose countries look like they are about to go to war. I'm sure you've seen the stories in the news. Will Russia invade Ukraine or not? Most reports say they have this 100,000 troops on the border. But behind the headline are real people trying to feed their families and go about their everyday lives. And some of them are Christians. In a moment, we're going to speak with two broadcasters from Far East Broadcasting Company, one on the Russia side, the other one in Ukraine. And even though their countries are on the brink of war, they're praying for each other because they are a brother and sister in Christ. I asked the Russian if he was pro-Russia, and his response was quite intriguing.
1: I have a privilege to answer this question. I am pro-Christ, so I'm so lucky to to be a Christian. I'm so lucky that I... We have uh, someone who is above.
0: His name is Alexei. He's with FEBC in Russia. He'll be joining me with a woman named Olesi from Ukraine and their director, Victor, in just a moment. I know you'll be greatly encouraged to hear how the Lord's kingdom is above the kingdoms of this world. After the program, I want to send you the four-volume set of the scripture lullabies called Hidden in My Heart. As you're well aware... Our days are full of troubles and the songs on these four CDs were written to help bring peace to an anxious world. I love how they're filled with God's promises straight out of His Word and the music is comforting. You can hear a sample of it under my voice right now. Get a set for yourself. Get another to share with someone young or old alike who is struggling right now with anxiety and fear. After the program, please call us and make your generous gift to the ministry. And we'll send you the four CD collection of Hidden in My Heart. The number to call is 800-654-2836. That's 800 haven Or visit us online. You can listen to samples from the collection. And our website is haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. And if you just want the latest CD, Volume 4, we can send that to you for your gift of any amount. Now let's open this program with a song you know well, but listen closely as we mix in the Russian version.
2: Well, needs compassion A love that's never been but let mercy fall on me well, everyone needs forgiveness The kindness of the same. Oh
0: Save by Hillsong Live, both in English and Russian here on This Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris. Thanks for joining me. As I already said, we're going to do something we haven't done before. We're going to be joined by two broadcasters, one Russian, the other Ukrainian. And even as it seems these countries are on the brink of war, these broadcasters are sharing the gospel with millions in their countries every day. But first, I want to speak briefly with the director of Eurasia for Far East Broadcasting. Yes, this is the same FEBC that Haven Ministries helped to start with, Bob Bowman, way back in the 1940s. Victor Akhtarov, thank you for joining me here on Haven today. It's good to be here, Charles. Let's talk just a little bit about how your organization shares the gospel in both Russia and Ukraine. And it does include radio stations. Tell us about those. But it also includes much more. It does. And of course,
3: uh, we used to be on the radio all the time. It is amazing uh, what God has been doing Throughout the former Soviet Union, when, when Soviet Union disintegrated, we built the first Christian station in the former Soviet Union, just on the place where the jamming station used to be that used to jam our shortwave broadcast.
0: Just so everybody understands what you just said, your radio station was built on the station that the old Soviet Union used to jam your signal getting into the country.
3: That's correct. We used to broadcast on, on the shortwave, and then as soon as the country opened up, we, we went in and started building stations. And I've been doing this for years, reaching thousands and thousands of people on for Christ throughout Russia and the former Soviet Union. And then 2016, our stations in Moscow and St. Petersburg were shut down, and we were looking for ways to still continue to broadcast the gospel.
0: And this is uh, thanks to that man named Putin. who uh, <laughs> we're, 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 we, 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 I don't want to get you in trouble here, Victor, and we don't need to get into all of the background, but he did shut your stations down.
3: The stations were shut down, yeah. But that
0: didn't stop you, did it?
3: No, not at all. Even though it was very difficult for us. We had hundreds of thousands of listeners to those stations. But then we went online, and God created so many miracles. And we now have millions of people, and we can see those people. We can see those people as we are reaching them. Millions of people every month throughout Russia who are listening Mm. to us, and about a thousand of them
0: respond every day. Wow. Just so our listeners in North America understand what we're talking about, this isn't just you having somebody put a little poem up on Instagram or uh, a picture of their new kittens or something like that. That's, that's not what we're talking about, is it?
3: No, no, not at all. And, and Charles, I remember I was talking to Bob Bowman. I'm old enough to, to have worked with, uh, under his leadership. Who, who is I preached
0: f- at his funeral, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Go yeah. ahead. Uh, he, he's amazing. But, but he told me when we just started doing the uh, online ministry, he said, you know what, we did the same thing with radio when radio was new. So so he said, just just go and push through and broadcast the gospel using all the new tools that are available to you. And we did that. And today we have thousands and thousands of people who are listening and, and responding, and we have a dialogue.
0: I understand you have 4 to 12 million people a month coming online to either watch or listen to the programming gospel, Christ-centered programming that you're doing. Are people meeting the Lord Listening to your programs.
3: People are. Not all of them. Um, Many of them just listening. And we are discovering it takes maybe a year for a person to reach a decision. Am I going to be a follower of Christ or... This is not for me." And so many of them are responding favorably to the gospel. So many mm-hmm. of them are not only pronouncing their belief in Christ, but they also join the local church. Because we don't want radio Christians, we want, or new
0: media Christians, we want the real ones. So I'll tell you what let's do, Victor. Let's have you back tomorrow, but I want you to introduce two of your coworkers, one on the Russia side of the border, the other on the Ukraine side of the border. We don't know if Putin is going to invade Ukraine or not. There is great concern. He's got a troop buildup there on the border, increasing blood supply, sending weapons. There could be war for reasons I don't understand. Introduce us to your two broadcasters that you have, and then we'll go and we'll talk to both of them.
3: So let let me introduce Alexei first. He lives in St. Petersburg. He's our program director for for the entire Russian ministries, and and, uh, he's in many ways responsible for what God is doing through all of those new media outlets. Alexei grew up in a family of a KGB officer who used to Mm. spy against China in Russia. So growing up in, in, in that environment is very interesting. And at one point uh, when he was 16, he heard the gospel and he said,
0: for the first time in my life, I felt there's something, something real there. Without further ado, Alexei, who's coming to us from St. Petersburg, welcome for the very first time to Haven today.
1: Yeah. Hello, uh, Charles. Thank you for welcoming us and having us here on air.
0: Victor, Introduce Alessia to us. Alyssia is a very special broadcaster
3: in Ukraine. She's the daughter of a broadcaster that I worked with for many years. Happened to be blind. Blind preacher uh, fits well with radio. Uh, so a lot of people throughout the Soviet Union know Alyssia's father. He went to be with the Lord recently, COVID. But he lived such a remarkable life. Alicia started to do broadcasts as a very young person and she's very alive. She She's laughing a lot, and she talks a lot. Today she's, she's married, has, has a family, and when the war started, she lost two of her cousins who were our volunteers, who died for Christian faith. And So she's coming from that background, Ugh. and still she's able to bring so much energy and joy and, and the power that is coming from God, and you can feel that.
0: Mm. Well, let's meet Alicia, and let's go ahead and get started talking to the two of them. Alicia, welcome to Haven Today for the first time. Oh! <laughs>
4: After such introduction, I should dance or sing or something. Hello, hello, Charles.
0: We've got you on the Ukraine side of the border. FEBC has seven stations. You cover almost the entire country every day. You do a program that airs on all of those stations all across the country. And we'll bring Alexei in again in just a moment. He's listening in from the Russian side, St. Petersburg. Are your listeners afraid right now? Do they think there is going to be an invasion by Putin and the Russian army?
4: Some of them do. Some of them don't. Some of us who live on the east of Ukraine and who survived in 2014... These events, they're like, you know, flashback. When you give birth for the second time, you know, when you know how it's going to be like and you don't like it and you have this feeling that you, you can die. There is a lot of fear. There is a lot of, I would say, people who are lost. It's the absence of hope economically, mm. politically, mm. military, no hope. And this is a desperate mm. feeling, Charles.
0: Mm. 2014, just so our listeners can put that in perspective, that was when Russia invaded Crimea, which has traditionally been part of Ukraine, right?
4: Right. It's also the war, the Russian-Ukrainian war started in Slovyansk, the very town where I was born. I give birth to my children and where I currently live. It started on April the 12th. And I remember the day perfectly because I couldn't believe it we had to flee and then 99 percent of us came back to our land because it's difficult to start a new life without house and without business without job so when the military the active phase of military operation on the east of ukraine in sloviansk ended we came back and we lived these eight years sometimes trying to forget what happened but it's part of you it's part of Mm. me. I am wounded. I try to be nice, I try to be happy, but this is part of me and I accept this part of me. This is what Mm -hmm. the Lord gave me.
0: Even as a Christian, it's hard to love your neighbor isn't it?
4: I was praying with my kids, and we pray as a family every night. And Maria, she's the youngest one. And she says, Mom, why do you ask God to save us? He could not save Ukraine in 2014. Why do you keep asking him? And I said, No, no. I mean, he saved us. We're alive. And He he is our refuge. I have a huge responsibility. Even when I feel desperate, when I see my children, I say, God, you know that I'm struggling. You know, I cannot do it. Yes, sometimes I cannot love people, Charles. Yes, but I say, mm. God, mm. let me not to hate. That's what I want from you.
0: Let's go to Russia right now. Alexei, I hope you're still on with us. Let me just ask you a bold question. Are you pro-Russia or pro-Ukraine? I have a privilege
1: to answer this question. I am pro-Christ. So I'm so lucky to be, to be a Christian. I'm so lucky that I, we have uh, someone who is above.
0: Mm. When you first were invited at age 16... To go to a church, you heard the gospel for the very first time, but your father, your relatives were in the KJB. Were they afraid of you at that church? Did they think you were a spy? It's interesting that my father mostly
1: supported me at that time. Hmm. Of course, it was the end of the Soviet Union. Uh, uh, the uh, Soviet Union already collapsed. Many, many people in Russia were seeking for the new basis for their lives, and my father did as well. That's why he supported my uh, spiritual Churches uh, but he he, he, just, he just told me that he was taught to fight against evangelical churches, so it was uh, one mm. of the subjects uh, in the education, and they were trained how to how to fight back against uh, christians and was evangelicals uh, especially my mother was a little bit afraid of my decision because she, she was afraid that the Communist Party will come back to the power, and she, she was afraid that I would have problems. She was a little bit nervous, but th- thankfully she is now a Christian. So.
0: And now you're not just a Christian yourself, you're a Christian broadcaster. Let's go back to Ukraine again, and Alessia, on the brink of war. Do you find, are you hearing from Ukrainians that are turning to the Lord and meeting Jesus as their Savior, not knowing what their future will be between Russia and Ukraine, whether there will be an invasion or not?
4: Yes. There is a Ukrainian proverb which says, When there is a trouble, you run to God. And this is Mm. what happens sometimes. I mean, yes, yes. Some of the of the Ukrainian, especially youth, as a professor, I work with the youth, I see they try to hide their fear in social media, you know, on internet, but they are afraid. They are literally afraid because we work in Zoom, we are separated. There is nothing that can, you know, can help them to, to stop being afraid. Yes, some of the people are trying to, and asking me, why why are you so calm? why, why, why you do not panic? because I say, I literally there's nothing I can say except I trust God.
0: We should pray on the brink of war. Alexi, don't leave, I want to have you pray too. Alessia, would you lead us in prayer right now? Pray for the gospel, please pray for the peace that we all need in our lives, but you need, especially in Ukraine right now.
4: Dear God, in Jesus' name, we come together before you. We stay in all before you. We know that you are a faithful God. You are the one who was faithful, who is faithful, and who will be faithful forever. God, I thank you so much for my brothers and sisters in the United States, in Russia, in Ukraine, all over the world. You are the one who unites us by your blood. You send your son who died for me, for my sins, for the sins of the whole world. And you give us, Christians, the beautiful opportunity to serve each other. God, please bless our listeners, our listeners from Russia and from Ukraine. And I pray for peace. I pray for peace between our countries, between Ukraine and Russia. God, you are God Almighty. This is what I want to see. I want to see people who listen to our radio and who were saved. God, I know that prayers make difference. Thank you, God. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.
0: And now, back to Russia. Alexei, would you lead us in prayer?
1: Dear Lord, You are above everyone. You are above us. You are above political leaders. And first of all, I pray for this current situation. Please, Lord, stop us from bloodshedding. Stop our government. Give them, I don't know, wisdom or repentance or... uh, please stop stop them from uh, making these wrong and awful decisions. Dear Lord, please protect my brothers and sisters and all peaceful people in Ukraine uh, from the war, from any, any troubles. We are praying for, for the peace. And I thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to be part of your family. That includes... Russians, Ukrainians, Americans, Australians, people from all over the world. Thank you for and i especially thankful for my brothers and sisters in Ukraine who embrace me as their brother in Christ. I'm thankful for the opportunity to serve with them together in spreading the gospel. Please, bless us to be faithful to you and being able to share your love, to share your Beauty to share your gospel with ev- ev- everyone who is uh, live nearby. Uh, I pray for people in Ukraine and Russia who are so desperate, who really needs you, and who even don't know about you. So give us wisdom, give us um, a power, give us encouragement to reach them with your beautiful and eternal gospel. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: Amen. Alexei, in Russia, thank you for joining me.
1: Thank you to your listeners that they think about us and pray.
0: And over to the Ukraine side, Alessia with Faris Broadcasting. Thank you so much for blessing us and um, for encouraging us to be praying for you. Right thank now. you, Charles. Thank you.
2: Go ye therefore into every nation tell To.
0: This is Haven today, and that's one of those scripture lullabies by Jay Stalker called The Great Commission. And I'm so thankful that we've spoken with friends at Far East Broadcasting, and we've heard together brother and sister in Christ dealing with their countries who might be at war with each other soon. And a little preview here. We'll be posting the full hour-long interview with this brother and sister on our Great Stories podcast next week. So go to haventoday.org now and sign up so you can get it as soon as it's released. Wars and rumors of wars. That's what Jesus said would happen until his return. Will there be a great war in Eastern Europe or not? Only the Lord knows. But we should keep praying for peace and praying that God will protect his people on both sides of that border. These are troubling times, and that's why I want to send you a peaceful music collection called Hidden in My Heart. The music is filled with the promises of God, and everyone I know who's listened has been truly blessed. So for your minimum gift to the ministry, I'd like to send you the Hidden in My Heart collection of CDs, volumes one to four. Our phone number you can call right now is eight hundred six five four twenty eight thirty six. That's eight hundred sixty five 65 haven Or go to our website, listen to samples from the music and check out our resources for depression that we've posted as well. We want to help you and those you love during this dark winter. Our web address is haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. And if you'd like just the latest Hidden in My Heart, Volume 4, we have that for your gift as well. I'm Charles Morris. Won't you come back and join me tomorrow? We'll go back to Eastern Europe And we'll hear more about how, even on the brink of war, the gospel is still advancing. And remember this, what we do every day is share the great story. That's all about Jesus, here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. We're in the middle of winter, especially for those of us who live farther north. But do you remember the spring and summer? All the yard work that has to be done outside in the sunshine, mowing, weeding, maybe even planting in your garden. But as nice as many of these things might be, after a long hot day of working outside, you need to get cleaned up. There's nothing like the fresh feeling of a nice shower and clean clothes. That's what ancient Israel had on the Day of Atonement. They were cleansed from their sins. On this day, atonement will be made for you to cleanse you. Then before the Lord, you will be clean from all your sins. And Christians have an even greater cleansing. The blood of Jesus cleanses us from our sins once and for all. Grow stronger in God's Word daily with Thanker Devotional. Try it out at GetAnchor.com.